Welcome, MassCast agents, to another edition of MassCast Chat. We are live and eager to discuss Revolution, uh, Mask, and the other entities of Revolution. Uh, I know we want to dig deep, but first off, I want to go around the virtual room and introduce ourselves. You've got Wyatt here on this end, and you have my buddy down south. Hello. That's Can Jason, you hear me? by the way. He doesn't know his <laughs> cue marks when he's looking at it. Well, the uh, Venom's been running so much interference that I'm not sure you guys can hear me, but we'll see. <laughs> How are you, Wyatt? Yes, uh, I am well. How are you down there in the south? Uh, still hot, waiting for it to cool off. Hopefully it will be soon. Yeah, decided to get warmed up up here, so I took old Red out for a little spin. Nice, nice, nice. We have a guest. Yeah, and then I had to fight it. Yes, we do. We have a returning guest. We shouldn't call him a returning guest, a returning agent. Uh, Eric Tukey over at BoulderHill.net. Hello. Welcome. Hello, How are Eric. things over on that side of the coast? They're good. Uh, we, we caught a mini heat wave also. It was like 90 degrees here today, so... You have our mini heat wave permanently, so what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> True. Do you guys ever below, drop below 70 throughout the year? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. At like, night, <laughs> 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no, it'll drop below. It'll it'll start dropping off and staying um, below. Mm. Yeah, it'll it'll get below 70 most days for the, through until, like, February. At least for part of the day. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. But, yeah, I mean, we've had we we're about to hit our and uh, some big air quotes here, but we're about to hit our rainy season, which is pathetic and minimal and whatever. But we'll we'll get a couple of days with some rain, and so it should actually cool off a bit. So nice. I don't know. Other than that, uh, I've been uh, just trying to keep up with revolution. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's a uh, it's a lot. I uh, I don't know about you guys. I'm not following uh, the other titles. I'm not following Action Man or Micronauts or Rom or Transformers or GI Joe. So <laughs> uh, just doing the main core title, and then I'm doing the Mask series, which so far we've only got the one shot. Right. So which I is think what we're, we're here for, right? Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, I think uh, we had hoped to have Bill also on the line from matttracker.com, and uh, he might join us a little bit later. But I think for the most part, really make too many notes. I didn't really have an outline for this show. I usually don't for the chats. So uh, I thought it might be fun for us. T- uh, well, Eric, you, you did a review or have been doing reviews on – your website. I know Bill did a uh, little uh, mini video podcast on his thoughts. Uh, but just for the sake of uh, having all three of us here, I thought we could go around the room and kind of talk about our uh, 
maybe I don't want to say expectations, but um, impressions, impressions, and our kind of experience that first day when it came out. Are you talking about the mask? Uh, yeah, one shot I'm talking or about, yeah. revolution. No, let's let's talk about the mask uh, comic. Sure. Mainly, and then we'll, we'll dip into revolution because I know why it's been trying to keep up. I'm up through number two and a couple pages of number three um, in revolution. But yeah, mainly wanted to talk about the mask one shot um, just because that was the hype, you know, for months. Seeing yeah. uh, concept art, um, finally getting uh, a little bit of the vehicle art and such and such um, in the week or two weeks leading up to the release. So uh, let's start with Wyatt. Do it. I was very eager to see uh, this come to the comic books. I know we talked about it uh, off and on through the mass cast chats and even the, mm -hmm. the brief intros, but I was eager to see what, what this was about. I, as many of you know, if you don't already, I'm not the comic book uh, fiend that Eric might be, but uh, I was still, uh, still wanted to see what, what was in here. You know, I just figured what the heck. So, Overall, I'm very pleased. Um, uh, if you've read my blog post article about it, uh, it's there's a little ticks here and there, but overall, I am very pleased. I enjoy the excuse me the the nod to the the '80s era vehicles. Uh, mm -hmm. It's very intriguing how this the story plays out, um, and. Uh, Really, the, the artwork is fantastic. I, like I said, I'm not um, I'm no comic connoisseur, I guess, but the artwork is very, very well done for what it is. Um, I'm I'm really eager to see what else they bring out. I'm hoping that they keep it. Uh, glancing over the Revolution Two, I'm about two thirds of the way through that, and I'm actually pleased at how it's kind of coming together in revolutions mm -hmm. too. I'm not trying to get too into depth with it, but um, you know, I was the, I was the, um, the negative person, the pessimist person when it came to combining the universes, I just didn't see it happening. I know uh, Bill kind of called me out on it saying, you know, we did it when we were kids and he even said that, you know, I'd have only Condor playing with Optimus or something. Um, yeah. So, I didn't think it would work out in, in the movie business comic book. I just didn't see it working out, but it, it actually looks like it's a promising storyline. Um, so that's mm -hmm. uh, overall, like I said, I'm pleased with, with what's come out with uh, cool. the mask series. Okay. Uh, Eric, you had probably the, uh, the best uh, <laughs> experience, at least the uh, opening day. Uh, tell us a little bit about your little trip. Take us through that day to go up to this uh, comic shop and actually meet the writer. Yeah, well, luckily, uh, as much as I work, uh, I do have some flexibility, so I was able to start my day late on that Wednesday. Uh, it's been almost a month now, hasn't it? Um, so I went down to a local, well, semi-local, Los Angeles-based comic book store, 
and where I was fortunate enough to get to meet Brandon Easton, who I almost have to assume anybody here knows that he's the writer for the mass comic book. Um, and I was there pretty early because I did still have to get back to work. And uh, it was a little bit of a drive. It was, uh, it was still about 30 minutes away with LA traffic being what it is. But um Got to meet him. Really friendly guy. It was really cool. Uh, I picked up a lot of copies. Uh, I picked up about <laughs> 10 copies, I think. Uh, I picked up 10 copies of The Mask One Shot. Um, a handful of them are for me. Uh, I was able to get, for anybody who's tuning in watching and hasn't seen on my website, I was able to get a copy of each of the variant covers. There's one. There's the... Tommy Lee Edwards one. Here's the really exciting blank white retail sketch <laughs> one, which I guess the idea is that if you go to a convention or bump into one of the artists, they could do a mass sketch for you. And then um, there's also this cover. So um, the regular cover is the Tommy Lee Edwards cover. And um, I was able to pick up a bunch of copies of it signed. And one of the things I'll be doing is that, uh, and I just, uh, I had kind of, teased about it earlier, but uh, mm -hmm. I was able to get up the details yesterday that I will be giving away two copies of Mask number one that have both been, or each has been signed by Brandon, uh, and those will be uh, going out to some winners that I select, and it's pretty easy to enter. All I ask is that you write me a short little email and tell me your favorite memory of Mask. So uh, I've gotten a few people already, happy to hear from you guys, if you want, um, but unfortunately, Jason Wyatt, you can't win. So, um, I'm going to tell you tough luck on that. Uh, do you, do you take PayPal payments? <laughs> I'm sorry? <laughs> do, you, do you take PayPal bribes? PayPal bribes. Oh, I don't know about that. We'll have to, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it. Uh, one away and just, I'll, you name your price and I'll, I'll get one off of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> We'll have to. We'll, we'll talk about it in uh, in the in the wrap up meeting in the green room, right? We'll yeah, I, I guess I've won enough prizes from the mass community lately, so uh, I'll let yeah. that go. So the signing itself <laughs> seemed to be pretty uh, pretty good. Uh, like I said, Brandon was literally still setting up uh, his display when I got there, so I can't give a fair assessment of like how successful it was, how many books he sold out of, because. Uh, I was early, <laughs> so <laughs> that. But that being said, I was there for about fifteen or twenty minutes, and even in that time, he had a number of people who were there picking up the book. And more than that, there were some people who it clearly was something that they had expected to see, and that they were uh, looking forward to getting. It wasn't just that, oh, huh, I'll mm -hmm. grab it. So there were definitely people interested in it. So the signing was really cool. Uh, the book itself, wow. Um, I, I did write a pretty lengthy review of the first of the the one shot for my website um but happy to kind of touch on that again um i, I think it's a great start I, I really liked it you know uh, i think my biggest complaint is that we don't see the full sort of uh mask we just don't see Mask as the completely realized incarnation that we're all used to from the show. Because mm -hmm. the one-shot is really a lot about setting it up and building groundwork. And I think it's really valuable because we never had that in the cartoon. We we never mm -hmm. had any 
real background and the little bits and pieces they threw us throughout through the show kind of conflicted. Uh, and then there was also the, the mini comics that had conflicting backgrounds. So yes, I really love what they've done. I think that mask fits really seamlessly into a universe with GI Joe and transformers. Uh, if you've been following revolution, I don't, are we trying to keep this spoiler free? Uh, no, uh, because I want to talk about some specific details. So okay. let's just go ahead and if you haven't read the book, go get the book and then come back and listen to the show. Yeah, but. this is this is the moment <laughs> you click pause. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, Mask has frequently been described over the years as a a hybrid of GI Joe and Transformers, mm -hmm. in that it's got the sort of paramilitary people and the transforming vehicles. It's a, it's not a inaccurate description. And that's exactly how they're kind of playing it in, uh, in the comics, which I, I love. It, it's really seamless sometimes in comics and in other things, you know, they have crossovers and they feel forced. And I don't think there's anything about that in, in what they've done so far. Uh, I think that the decision to change Matt to be younger, to be a slightly different personality, he's still a leader, but he's more of a, a, a leader realizing he's a leader. He's not established in it yet. Right. Sets him up to have a better dynamic with Miles because uh, the only way that Matt you know, can be, um, can work with Miles in the beginning and not also be a bad guy is if he's naive. I think that's the only way. And that's the way that Brandon has portrayed Matt. He is naive and idealistic. And yeah. he has, uh, in the story, I guess, um, they've kind of established that Miles knew Matt's father. And that seems like it's going to come into play later. I don't know. Did you guys get that impression too? Like the history, yeah, I kind of got that impression. Yeah, yeah. There, there is and some so, kind of history with his dad, and there's some incident that's happened that hasn't been revealed yet. And his dad's dead, um, and I suspect that Miles Mayhem may have been at least around what for that event that caused the death. Anyway, but because of that, Matt trusts Miles, but. Even already in uh, in the one shot, and then sort of into the um, getting into revolution, we're starting to already see that trust breaking down, where right. uh, Miles is taking the the Mobile Armored Strike Command team and moving them in directions that Matt's not comfortable with, and I I, I love this setup because. It really makes it. It explains the the personal level to the to the to what will obviously be Venom uh, and Mask. The that personal vendetta between each other, because you you're never as upset at, with someone as you are as with someone who betrays you. Right. And Brandon clearly gets that with the way he's writing it. So. Um, I I'm really really happy. Uh, I I hate that we still have a couple more weeks to wait. I think that's probably like the worst <laughs> part of this. I'm just like, give me give me like give me what you've got. So right. 
Right. And then uh, not to sell sell the art short, but the art is great. It's really it's really fun art. It's really dynamic. Uh, great colors, and I think that the art is just the right mix of modern and respect to the source. I I'm with you there. Um, and I I pretty much agree with everything that you've uh, said up to this point. <laughs> uh, Good because not, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> not saying not saying that I might have a a few little things here and there, but uh, you know I, we we were talking about for so long. I mean, you remember on our mass day chat, you know when those first four or five pages or whatever was released, I, I could I had to read them. You know I couldn't wait. Um, so I was very excited to to get my hands on a copy, to see it on the shelf. I took a couple pictures. I went to, uh, there's two comic shops uh, pretty close to me that are essentially across the street from each other, and I visited both. Nice. And uh, I put, um, <laughs> I took some pictures, put those up on uh, social media, and uh, and with our review that Wyatt I saw one and I of them, did. I think. Yeah, Wyatt took some pictures too. You went to you went to a comic shop right wide and uh, grabbed a yes. few copies. So uh, yeah, I have uh, three. I have two of one and one of the other. I I don't remember which ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, I have uh, I got ordered the uh, pre-ordered all of the uh, variant covers and such online, and then I actually went and bought uh, a couple copies at each shop that I visited. Uh, See, didn't find you're just one. as bad as I am. I know, I know. And I I was vowed to... Well, the thing was, those copies didn't get to me until like a couple days after it was released. And I'm like, I can't wait. <laughs> I got to get it on that Wednesday. I don't blame so, you. That's... I, I That was killing me. So that's why I ended up going. But um, yeah, I think coming in, I was on the fence as far as how much of what we know uh, for those of us who have been fans for years uh, is going to be included in the book. Like what percentage, you know? And uh, I, I think everybody going into this book pretty much knew that there was going to be some changes. There was going to be some modernization of what we know. Um, and I was, I think in a lot of us, I think we're ready to accept that, that um, this is a new spin. This is a fresh start. This is, you know, 2016. Um, and I went into that with that kind of mindset that let's see what's, let's see what's going to happen here. And like you, Eric, I, I'm, I, I can't wait until November now just to keep the series moving because I think there is some level of, uh, um, I, I feel like mask is kind of being held back some because they have to include so many properties in revolution. Right. So and we're not, and it, it's that, you know, the main series is going to be for focusing on specific characters and backstory and all that. And I get that. And also uh, we, we got, you know, we, we've always known and we've always been pretty, uh, upfront about facing this, but we all, we have always known that GI Joe and transformers are much heavier hitters than sure. mask True. and revolution has already 
uh, you know, paid out that paid that out. And the books are focusing primarily on GI Joe and Transformers, and I'm okay with it. Well, I am too because I mean that whole second issue, I felt like what eighty percent of it was mask. Um, the second which, issue was a lot of mask. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a lot and. I don't expect that level you know, throughout the whole series. And of course, Mask got a few pages in number three, which is primarily bringing in Micronauts now. But um, I, I was I was really surprised that the level of Mask was included there, and it, it, it's it was it was very good. I thought. Um, just going back to the the Revolution uh, one off. It was, I, I don't know. It was weird to see mayhem inside like Boulder Hill, uh, and starting that out where he is the head of everything. Uh, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's it's weird. And and then we see several of the agents. I think uh, seeing Bruno was was kind of a surprise because um, in the concept yeah. art we only had. Mayhem, Vanessa, and Rax. So we get uh, another Venom agent in there. Right. I thought that was nice. I was surprised um, that it was uh, Bruno instead of Cliff Dagger. Well, and and that's my kind of I, more of a nitpick. I think is that I'm still not certain which agents match up with which vehicles. Totally, uh, they. They do kind of show that in Revolution number two, uh, and they give us some more details, code names, mask names of each um, agent. Right. Uh, it was a little confusing to see the two Transformers in some of those shots with the mask vehicles because I'm like, okay, what's this blue pickup? Is this the new Firecracker? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's Cup. Okay, yeah. so it it kind of confused me there for a while until you you just kind of study well, the comic, but. Go ahead. I suspect once the comic gets going and once um, the 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 split occurs and uh-huh. Venom really develops, uh-huh. we're going to see more agents for both sides. Because I can't imagine that Venom is going to be three and Mask is going to be three. So I think my oh, yeah. guess is that once the maybe not issue one, maybe by like issue two, depending on how quickly the split occurs. Though I can't imagine. Brandon's going to wait that long because people aren't going to be interested in that. Uh, then we'll see some of the other agents, and I'm thinking that's – it kind of makes sense that Cliff Dagger wasn't in it because he's supposed to be so dumb, and <laughs> his right. personality is supposed to be – like he would never be recruited, if, I guess if that right. makes sense. Like he, right. he would never – He's recruit, not the top of the top, yeah. You would never recruit him for anything except for the getaway driver. <laughs> that you don't care if he gets caught. You know, he's just not, you wouldn't go after him. But right. once you're kind of in an evil quasi-terrorist organization, your recruitment pool changes and you take anyone dumb enough and willing to do dumb stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think we might see some of those other agents um, in that in that sense. But again, I, we still don't even have the main series starting yet. Right, 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 right. right. And um, <clears throat> I agree with 
kind of what, or why it was going and what you said about uh, the nice nods to the 80 series. Uh, that, I thought that was a great scene with Rax and him, him being the one saying that about, you know, what is this antiques roadshow? And right. uh, you see, you see the original Thunderhawk and Condor and I think maybe Gator Rhino. or something in that shot. Rhino. Uh, and then, you know, even though, like I said before, that I wasn't sure coming out of mask revolution, number one, which agents went with which vehicles, um, you could still pretty much define what vehicle is what just by the color schemes and the same with the characters, you know, they're, they're keeping at least that consistency going where they're mostly the same color schemes with their uniforms, masks, that sort of thing, uh, to identify the characters, uh, for those of us who, you know, remember the original show. Yeah. Um, and, so and, I thought that was really good. And besides Matt, pretty much all the characters look the same. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Vanessa has the red hair with that kind of those black streaks and mm -hmm. uh, Rax has his mirrored sunglasses and Bruno's got his orange. I mean, the most identifying features are really there for them. Also, one thing that was kind of fun was that, um, you know, there's a couple of those throwaway characters in the issue. Right. And yeah. they're really throwaway because they don't even survive to the end of the issue. Right. Uh, and, but what was less interesting than them is that in the part where they die, uh, they're driving Gator and Jackhammer. Yeah. The old, and, and they're the having old, like a, yeah. they're having the like a race version. or. Yeah. See, I didn't totally understand that. Um, I think it didn't seem like a race to me. It seemed like it was really just a test yeah. More like a test bed for, for the characters. Not so much racing as poor. I guess it was a competition, but more of try these out, see if this fits you, type of mentality. Yeah. Oh, I've think, got I've got the line right here. Recruits Evan. It's Mayhem talking. He says recruits Evans and Watkins will make history as the first to test our unique weapons. So yeah, it's a a weapons yeah. test. Though usually you don't. Why? And I think you can back this up. You don't usually use the combat ready guys as the test dummies, right? Don't you usually have like a dummy? Typically <laughs> you do do that. Um, don't know what the mentality is on this. Obviously no military training was involved. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you'd usually use test dummies. You do the, the whole robotic or even, you know, whatever before you send in someone to kind of, Test it out, but then again, we do have test pilots. That's that's their job, you know. When the F twenty two and all the other fighters are tested, eventually they're they have to put someone in the can and hope it flies. So, <laughs> uh, that, fair enough. I imagine that's where this is. It just basically fast forwarded. And that's the thing, I guess i I don't like about the comics because I'm looking through it. I just finished uh, Revolution two, and I'm. It's like it's so fast paced to get it to the end. Yeah. I to me yeah. I want I want some more details. I want some more in between yeah. stuff well, to fill in the gaps because it's just to me it's uh, too too abbreviated. And let me just say that that is sort of the that's just sort of symptomatic of um big events in comic books that right. you don't really get a lot of the 
subtle, slower moments in the main book. And for the people who are really interested in that, they're hoping that you're going to go uh, buy the main book. So you probably you may have noticed that sometimes there'll be a little asterisk and it'll tell you like this happened in another title. And they're hoping you'll be interested in, enough in that to go check out that title. And I will be honest, I'm kind of interested in checking out Action Man after reading Revolution. I'm not really looking, I don't really care still about ROM or Micronauts, but Action Man has kind of piqued my interest, so I'll, I'll give it to IDW and the writers there for that. Wyatt, I wanted to ask you, um, uh -oh. as our, no, 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 just an opinion thing, <laughs> as our resident kind of uh, military expert here, is what how you felt about um, that aspect of the mass comic, you know, the, the, the treatment of it, and, you know, did it feel like, who are they kidding? Like, this isn't even close to the way things would get run, or, you know, you see what they're well, doing, you liked it. I, don't, I mean, obviously, it's going to have a lot of liberties, but... Right, and that's... Just I mean, that this, is, this is more of the Hollywood uh, or, or cinematic style of how things would go. And again, that's, that's part of the disconnect for me is, like I said, it's so fast-paced, you don't really get the in-between that should be going on, you know, the designs or, or so forth. But it's not... To, to coin a phrase, it's not inconceivable, but it is, it's, there is some plausibility to it. There would be some kind of military head over a team, uh, depending on what the team was for. If it was something like a special ops team, yes, it would be military recruits uh, or something along those lines. If it's uh, uh, just truly testing out equipment, Sometimes it's actually contractors that handle that before we get the military to actually, like I emphasize, you sit, sit in a test fighter and hope it flies. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, if, I know we're looking at the comic book, but comparing it to what Jason and I had wrote, we had a lot more military interaction and a lot more background military ties than what this emphasizes. In well, this I think just to uh, to kind of back up what is in the book, uh, I like the background. I like adding Doctor Mindbender in there. That was great. That um, that made sense too. Yeah, that's uh, mayhem going beyond his knowledge and asking kind of a um, psychology or. Uh, Right when he was developing Expert. his profiles and training regiments right, right. for the sold, for the agents. No, that, yeah. that's what I was saying about how seamlessly I felt like Mask integrated with GI Joe there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was really good. I thought that was uh, something that Mayhem would want to do when you know developing this program. Essentially, is to bring in somebody to evaluate how people react and where, you know, where their potential can go. And obviously by the end of the book, he's already got Vanessa under his wing. Um, seemingly as the second in command. And then obviously Rax and Bruno will uh, follow. <clears throat> but um, 
I, th- I mean, I thought that was good. I thought the way that whole situation worked out uh, was really good up through the end where, you know, they're kind of ready to go off. And uh, it, when Scarlet comes on scene uh, to go right. and then that, you know, pushes right into revolution. I thought that was very good. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I understand where you're coming from too, Wyatt, where it is more the, you know, the touchscreen kind of universe. I did like when Mayhem offs those two, you know, throwaway agents. He's just using a, it was a thing on his wrist to right. uh, activate. I guess to me, it looked like those agents got locked into the seat, like their masks were. In other words, so they couldn't escape when he essentially detonated them. Uh, and even then, I think Matt calls out for those agents. Uh, it it might have been the, the classic, no! Yep. Uh, right. Line. I, I, I need to bring it up here. But uh, I, I like, this is going back to uh, what you said, Eric, about the the origin story, uh, there has to be some, some history. There has to be something there to create that tension, to create that separation that we're going to see in the original book. Yeah. Or the, uh, the new series is what I'm saying. Uh, the, the solo series, there's got to be some kind of tension there. And we see that Matt treasures human life really from a young age. And it's probably because of whatever happened with his father. Right. So you see that, that uh, that's really what mayhem is plotting to use against him. Uh, You know, just like it was in that comic book where I think it was Matt's brother that died. You know, there's some experience that turns and then you get this, you get this really this tension above what's in the cartoon series because it's more or less, you know, good guys versus bad guys. The bad guys are committing crimes, and the good guys are trying to put them behind bars. Well, you know, Matt never this... loses any sleep, though, in the show. Right, right. Yeah. And in this one, it does go a lot deeper. Yeah. Mayhem is actually committing murder now, we see. Well, uh, which I, you is know, far above more what I, was going I'm on. I'm not still you know, sure whether... I'm not sure, sure whether or not he was deliberately killing those two people. Uh, the throwaway agents, because, and I think that that's great. I mean, I think the ambiguity there is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. He definitely is responsible for their deaths because he does activate that sort of secret uh, watch device, and it kind of kicks the test vehicles into yeah. hyperdrive or whatever, and that's when they go out of control and explode. But we don't know if he wanted them to die or if he just said they're acceptable losses in the event that they do die, right. which is well, what I thought it was yeah, originally. It could be. But that ambiguity I think is good because we do have um, more from Revolution than from the one shot. We, we have what is sort of Mayhem's driving theme and force here is that he wants to save the earth the way he thinks it needs to be saved. <coughs> Excuse me. Right. Uh, and we get a little bit of that in that 
uh, prelude issue mm-hmm. where he's uh, he's got that uh, Decepticon or I, don't, I guess it was a Decepticon yeah, tied Blitzkrieg. up. Yes. And, you know, he's essentially torturing the thing. And even at that point, I think maybe not, I don't think it's Matt, but it might be somebody else that's like, that thing's still alive. You know, don't no, you have a, a Scarlet? Cause Matt okay, doesn't know he has him. That's right. That's right. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, there's a certain level of, uh, of planning there and, uh, even what I've said before about mayhem in this comic, it seems he's like 20 steps ahead of everybody. Uh, right. Which just adds so much more. And it's leading to, you know, whatever event is going to happen to split the two factions in the solo comic. And I think that's going to be a major event that will cause a level of tension between Matt and Miles that even the even the cartoon show didn't have, you know. Yeah. So, but uh, I guess kind of going back to what Wyatt was saying about needing some more scenes in between. Again, too, this is this is uh, Mask's origin in whatever it was, twenty eight pages. Uh, Not even. And, it's only uh, like twenty. Yeah, right? and and we're getting uh, maybe that in Revolution number two. So it's still early. And I'm trying to take that in consideration, too, because I'm excited. I want to see more. I want to see more uh, interaction and backstory and and all of that. So we're still way early. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I'm anxious to dive into those first several issues of of the solo series. Let me ask you guys, and I want to periodically kind of bring up a few things because I'm trying to hear the... The criticism too from some of the fans that are like our age and and know the original series, uh, original comics, that sort of thing, real well. Uh, and for someone like me who I've only been kind of in the comic book realm for maybe about two or three years, uh, seeing well, we we've got the we got the teaser way ahead of time that. Okay, here's what the new agents are going to look like in even some of the new vehicles. Uh, it, how do you guys feel about these covers and the variant covers pretty much showing classic, what I would call, quote-unquote, classic mask and not essentially portraying what's on the inside? I mean, is that a common thing? For comic books nowadays to to <laughs> go to classic, you want me to take that one? Yeah, covers don't count. Covers don't count. Okay. Um, the the industry has has had has covers haven't counted it for a long long time. Ever since uh, the variant cover thing became sort of an industry standard, people learned that the cover doesn't mean a thing. And the truth of the matter is, covers never meant a thing. Uh, if you go back and look at old, old comics, they would have these weird sensational covers. They have almost nothing to do with the story on the inside. So um, for me, originally, it was confusing because I was like, which do any of these covers reference what the style is going to be on the inside? And mm-hmm. ironically, none of them really did because uh, Tony Vargas, who's doing the 
art on the inside. It doesn't do any of the covers, to the best of my knowledge. Right. Um, so we never really got that hand. Um, I can definitely understand, especially if you're not someone who's used, who's a normal comic book reader and isn't aware that the cover doesn't mean anything except trying to get you to pick it up, and that's what it's there for. Um, <laughs> I can understand people being a little bit bothered by it. Uh, at this yeah. point, having been around comics for... 20 something years i don't even blink an eye at it yeah but well, maybe why it can give a more uh fresh perspective on someone who doesn't buy comics and how he yeah, how well, he kinda, felt yeah you kind of knew a little only, bit too, though right what not really um the only thing that i would imagine why why the comic books are portrayed the way they are on the cover is really to grab our attention, especially the our, us old fogies that remember their 80s style. So they know that they're going to catch that audience. If they were to throw a variant, the newer version of Rhino up there, a few of us might pick it up, but the bulk of us mass fans, especially comic book entrepreneurs like Eric over there, <laughs> you know, he's – you probably just pass it by and not blink an eye. But if you saw the original Rhino, you know, the train would stop and you'd be like, Hey, there's a new mask comic book. What, what? So that's the only thing that I can think of is what's happening is they got to catch our attention because otherwise I don't know that they're going to get the, the sale that they want. Yeah. Well, and that's what the covers are all sense. about the covers are about getting that book in your hand so that you might buy it. Yeah. Well, and I think they're banking on us being the ones that recognize it. Oh, Hey, check it out. And then we mm -hmm. sharing with our friends and social media, blah, blah, blah that, Hey, look, look what I found. And I found this. And then that's when the people that may not remember it kind of catch it. Uh, you know, at a glimpse or something and maybe do a little research and see, Oh, okay. This is what it looked like back in the day. Uh, but I think I kind of agree with you guys where there was, we all knew there was going to be different on the inside and we knew that there was several different covers. I don't think any of us expected it to be a total classic series is it a little tricky to get people to, <laughs> Pick one up. Yeah, it might be a little bit. I mean, that's a sales ploy. Um, but I didn't have a problem with it. I loved seeing some of these, you know, great variants that uh, these guys have been doing. Not just Tommy Lee Edwards, but uh, you know, some of the other ones. Um, the other I've thing really also is that, and it, it's a comic book. You know, you pick it up off the rack. It's not like you can't flip through it right there and then. Correct. Correct. So it's not and, it's not like a it's not a complete bait and switch or anything there. So no, 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 no. And if you have seen some of the covers already for the new series coming out next month, you'll see that there's a, one cover of Matt and Miles standing back to back. You know that look like the new version on the cover, yeah. and so, that looks like it's drawn by Tony Vargas. Right. 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 So we know that there's going to be some uh, representations of the newer version on the covers of the the solo series. So I didn't I didn't put too much bank into that. Um, you know, it's more of a 
okay, it's a sales ploy. We all know right. it, but it doesn't change my opinion of it. I'm not. Gonna... What did you guys think about the uh, to talk about the vehicles is tough because we haven't really seen them too clearly. Um, but what did you guys think about the updated um, outfits? Uh, mostly, we just kind of saw Matt. We didn't. Mm -hmm. We didn't get tons of great shots of the other agents in their mask uniforms, but uh, except for that very, I guess, last page, we kind of see the profiles, and you can kind of see the what'll end up being the good guys from Mask. You're talking about in um, Revolution Two. No, I'm just talking about in the the one shot, oh, just the okay. mask issue. We saw them at the end. I, yeah. We saw. What? Yeah, we see the four. We see the four that'll be the good guys. Right. I'll let Wyatt go ahead with that one. Well, like you said, Eric, it, there wasn't a great amount of detail or or, or really a structured uh, shot of the attire. But from what I can tell, the bulk of it is really leans towards the originals. There's a few exceptions, like Julio's. Uh, and I'm actually flipping through the pages to kind of make sure I'm catching them all right. Um, yeah, that's about the only ones I can see. Uh, so they look more like a throwback uh, with very little modernization. There's a touch, but not, not a lot. Uh, I was actually anticipating a large variant. variant. I thought they would really... Uh, go all out with a different spectrum. Uh, uh, just, I, I honestly, honestly was expecting unrecognizable masks. To be honest, that's what I was expecting. So I'm, I'm actually very optimistic of what they've done with it uh, so far. Yeah. The uh, the masks seem to be very very close to the original at least for exactly. uh, the characters we've seen what is a little different is the um the actual way the masks work or at work as weapons i guess you would say the the way that we see like stiletto um shooting out like the darts or whatever and then spectrum is i don't know um i i think a lot of that might have to do with like it's just hard to draw to draw a comic versus doing it in a cartoon. So to, right. to make it feel more dynamic, it does change things. Also, we still didn't see a lot of that. We only got like one page of it, but Spectrum what did two. you think? Can you all I'm hear sorry? me? Yeah, we can hear you. What, we see what was that? Oh, okay. Uh, what I was saying was there's that one page in, uh, in mask revolution where Rex uses stiletto and he fires like a, I don't know, some kind of weird thing at Gloria. It's almost like a glowing spear. Spear, <clears throat> yes. And yeah, she, I think she catches it and throws it back at him. And then Matt uses Spectrum to disintegrate it. Basically, that that shot right. of Matt in his in his gear and uh, Spectrum in the bottom right that really looks like. The original spectrum, yeah. I think out of all yes. of the shots, um, so yeah, there it does look like. Well, I, I want to say Mayhem says in one point about the uh, voice activation, something like that. 
Yes, um, he does. He says that it uses uh like it it has a whole bunch of different things that contribute to how it works, which, you know, yeah. I know you guys have always kind of uh poked at that when you're doing your your reviews in the episodes uh that, you know, hey, how come he didn't activate his mask? Yeah, and there's all I'm looking for is some kind of consistency basically okay. so they didn't i mean they they didn't really use that voice command that they did before but there's also it looks like they're going to switch up a little bit of the capabilities as well and a couple of them are going to it seems like at least um Julio's mask which they are calling Gulliver, Gulliver and right. Stiletto might have the same kind of abilities but right okay so here's the thing and this is what really kind of puts me over the edge and I'm not trying to piss anybody off in particular but as far as the fan community goes mask has this certain level of 80s campiness cheese whatever you want to call it Okay, mm-hmm. and it's just not going to translate into modern times. It's just not. If you're trying to start something fresh and new, you're just not going to include it. So they essentially, you know, grate this layer of cheese off of mask. And what yeah. I mean by what I mean by the cheese, this is like a mask called Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus on. That just <laughs> sounds weird if you're going to use it in a in a modern yeah. comedy. Um. And so I don't mind so much the name changes like that. So uh, I, I think they gave Brad his racing series mask, right? That's the right. They name. give him. A, they call it Eclipse. Eclipse. Okay, so that's more of a that's more of a code name. That's more of a that's a better name than Hocus Pocus. It seems like, <laughs> right? I, okay, I'm not uh, stretching this too far, right? <laughs> no, no, I I agree, but it, I I think that it's also it's a change that's still done with great. Uh, respect and awareness of the source because like you said Eclipse is his second mask so you couldn't yeah. you wouldn't hit on that by accident yeah that's, that's so, them so saying let's pick a better choice and I think you hit the nail on the head with this there is intention behind what they're choosing which masks they're choosing what they're calling them and what their abilities are there's intention there so this isn't this isn't uh, Brandon and Tony making some kind of mistake. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it's not like they uh, totally forgot what this character did or what their mask power was in the classic series. I, I really honestly believe they've done their homework and there's some intent behind choosing this and that for the new series, for the new comic series. Yeah, so, I, don't think, I don't think Julio Lopez's mask being called Streamer was stream, going to be. Yeah, Streamer or Steamer. I don't know. I always got the. Going back to going to Gulliver is much better. <laughs> right, right. So you're you're kind of getting rid of that kind of campy feel from the original series, and you're making it fresh and modern and using modern terminology more than that kind of cheesiness. So I get that. I I understand that, and it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't bother me. Now, if I was a purist, 
I'm like, what the heck are they doing? You know, why, why are they making so many changes? Why is, it looks like Gloria is driving Firefly. And why is right. Firefly look like a uh, VW bug and not a dune buggy? You know, <laughs> uh, you know, that kind of thing. I could nitpick this whole comic about stuff like that, but that's not what they're trying to accomplish with it. That's not what their intent is. Right. That's and that's my opinion. And I think that's important to recognize. It's that um, they didn't make mistakes. Like they didn't, they didn't do things thinking that they were being source accurate. And then they, it was a screw up. They made deliberate choices and changes right. for their new rendition of the material. And one thing I think that's really important to recognize also is that the audience for Mask in 1985, 6, and 7, and the audience for this comic book in 2016, they're totally different. different. The, totally the mask audience oh, yeah. in the 80s was really shooting for boys from the ages of like 5 to 10. And this comic book is not for not for a five year old any day of the week. This is this no. comic is for at the best I would say probably people who are twenty and up. Yeah, because I don't think that your average, even like your average fifteen year old, is not going to be buying this book. He's not going to care. Um, yeah. And so to be aware of that is good, in my opinion. I don't think that's a fault of it. Uh, like you said, look, if you want to just take every single moment where it is not exactly the same as the cartoon, you'll have tons of them and you'll have a miserable time reading it and just don't yeah. buy it. It's not, it's not going to be The Mask from 1986, 1985. That, that yeah. show is done. Um, we all love it. You know, I mean, the three of us talk about it way too much, but it ran for 75 episodes 30 years ago. And you can go watch those 75 episodes and you can get the British comics and the American comics and you can go and love all that stuff. But yeah. I, to me, it's, I just, I, I have no interest in trying to compare them from a nitpicking standpoint. There, there's just no value to me. I want to enjoy this for what it is and for what it is. I think it's really fun. Yeah. So I, you know, and I agree that if you just look at it and you're like, man, this is too messed up for me. Uh, I can't follow. It's weird seeing mayhem at Boulder Hill and you know, you could stop there and I won't fault you for it. Uh, but I don't know. I just feel like I, I feel, I feel like they've done enough to keep us happy in bringing in this being the first step to a comeback and also enough modernization to it for somebody who's buying the book for Transformers or GI Joe to see them and their vehicles and be like, Oh, let me check this out. You know, kind of like you're doing with action man. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a perspective there as well. Idea. And you have to, you have 20 whatever pages to grab their attention. Right. And I, I do want to so, say, as much as I said that, like, I don't want it to be exactly the same and I'm not looking for it to be exactly the same as the original. Um, I would also be, I would have been disappointed if it was completely different. And yeah, that would have, that would have also, that would have just sucked for me. I would, it would have, if it was nothing but mask in the, in the name, um, I'd be really yeah. disappointed 
if it had nothing and no references and respect to the original material, then why? Why call it mask? It, it, right. There would right. be no point. And to me, this is a really successful blend of the the modern and the the vintage, the the retro. Yeah. Is that how you feel, Wyatt? Spot on. He, okay. he actually nailed the nailed the nailed it. I mean, it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the cli- well, cliche. Sorry. Hit the nail uh, on the head. That's the word. That's the one. Now, the other thing, again, uh, this is like you say, Eric, uh, uh, a modern take, uh, different audience, older audience, um, and I realize. They're not going to be using lasers. <laughs> They're going to have some real, you know, artillery, you know, real bullets. Uh, <laughs> we've already seen, you know, some people get hurt, killed, whatever, in Revolution. And, uh, you know, some of the cr- criticism has been, well, you know, some of these, there's just too many machine guns on there. And maybe Thunderhawk or Manta wouldn't even be able to fly just because there's so many guns on those things. It does look a little weird, doesn't it? And, and yes. thinking about... Yeah, they're complaining about that them. Thunderhawk can't fly. It's a Camaro. It has no aerodynamic <laughs> design. To be, I mean, sure, that's the reason it can't fly. It's, it's got too much weight now. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, what do you guys Sorry. think about the what they've done with the vehicles in, in that aspect? I mean, does it still look like... Mass, do you have they had they do they have enough of a balance with the vehicles as well as the characters? We only really saw the vehicles in Revolution Two, isn't that right? Yes. Right, and at the end of the the one shot there. Yeah. Okay. Let me. I'm gonna pull. I've got all the comics with me so that I can be up to date and form. Maybe why it has <laughs> some input while I refresh. Well, I I actually finally got through um, Revolution Two, and like you said, there's more you see more vehicles presence in the revolution too. But if we actually go to our, our key solo uh, comic book, the mask revolution, I don't think there was the right, uh, right balance at all. It was just really hinting at it. Uh, You see the old, you see the test bed, and then there was kind of a new, maybe was there even a new glimpse of, yeah, there was. And that was it. You don't see it was all dialogue, a little bit of uh, origin to it. Uh, we get kind of a character, uh, character map, if you will, of, of everybody. And then you know, now we got to wait till November. So, right. uh, yeah, I think we. I can't say that we. I feel that we got cheated because I don't think we exactly did. But in the same token. Come on, let's see Thunderhawk a little bit more, or, or yeah, uh, Switchblade or something. I can see the criticism mainly. What I think what I heard uh, some people say is they look like uh, the vehicles from some of the Transformers live action movies, where they're just all guns basically, right? And you don't get. I guess the the classic vehicles are more streamlined, and so forth. And again, they're only using lasers, so they don't need the heavy artillery. But they're not battling transformers in the classic series either. True. <laughs> so, Eric, what do you think? 
Um, well, I'm, I'm looking at issue two right now, and um, I think some of the vehicles are more successful than others, and I think that that's probably the, the first thing I want to note, is that I think that Thunderhawk is really great. It seems to be... Um, and, and it's it's very close to the original. Yeah, it's got guns on it. I mean, what did you want it to have? Like, it has to have weapons. So, um, I, I like Thunderhawk. Uh, I think Condor looks pretty good as well. You know, the the problem also with um, Piranha is that Piranha was always a little bit awkward. Yes, it's a it's a motorcycle with this sidecar, and that sidecar turned into a submarine kind of thing. You know, like. Let's be honest, Piranha wasn't that successful in the original series. So, um, well, Rax wasn't a successful driver either. So, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you were kind of right, yeah. Wyatt. It's more of a, a three wheeler now. Yeah. At least my take on it. I, I'm yeah. not sure if it's supposed to be a three wheeler or if it's supposed to be a still image, with a. It's hard to tell. The yeah. image that I see, and again, like you, like you said, Eric, it's, it is hard to tell. It still looks like they're trying to give it the reach back that it's going to be a two-wheeler with a sidecar. They're trying to modernize it, but uh, to me, like you, like you said, Piranha was kind of the, the oddball because it looked like it was supposed to be the newer crotch rocket style that was coming out for motorcycles, but they stuck a sidecar which wasn't really all that typical of, well, I don't think any crotch rocket that I know of had a sidecar. <laughs> it was always a, you know, a Harley or a Goldwing or whatever. Well, know, I always cruiser. got the the impression that it was more of a, like a, a vintage America bike, like a what's a, a, you know, like the more like the almost like a World War II style bike. No, I never like, got. Um, I never got I, uh, that take out of it. I'm not because... a big motorcycle guy. I mean, I don't know. Um, uh, Manta's okay. It's uh, whatever. Uh, Shark <laughs> is okay. I, I think the one that I, I do want to say that I'm not really super sold on is Switchblade. I think that it looks pretty cool as a military-style attack helicopter. Um, uh, but... Uh, the when it converts to the the plane, it kind of just looks like someone smooshed the helicopter and ripped off the rotors. So yeah, I'm yeah. not in love with I'm not in love with that. Um, Rhino's fine to me. Rhino's got an actual um, trailer yeah. now. Yeah, I was gonna say they gave it a trailer, which uh, I, I think that's cool. Actually, I think it give them some opportunities to you know do stuff with that. That yeah. Um, it, it, you know, looking back on it, it kind of never made sense. Rhino didn't have a, a trailer. Like, why is this? Rhino did. Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's like, why is this truck keep rolling up, but it doesn't have anything with it? Well, <laughs> I know when Jason and I originally wrote our, our script, we did have a trailer, and that was our really a haphazard repair shop for on the road. Yeah. That was the original intent. Mm -hmm. But then as we went back through it, we were like, well, it would be nice to have, but, you know, is it necessary? Not really. So we eventually omitted it, and now it's kind of odd to see it, that yeah. a trailer, I won't call it resurfaced because it was their idea, but it's like they it did resurface in our take uh, in Revolution 2 there. 
with the uh, with the new shark beside it in that one shot where you see uh, all the vehicles together in kind of their you know normal mode uh, it almost reminds me of like spy hunter and the weapons van yeah <laughs> and the interceptors <laughs> on the other side of it um, yeah I thought they did a pretty good job updating the vehicles too obviously. They don't have a Chevy symbol on it, but it's obviously it's a new Camaro. Thunderhawk. Which is interesting that they didn't because uh, they they licensed Chevy for the movies with Transformers. Yeah, um, they did. They did. But GM the original the, the original mask had license. tons of different manufacturers. Yeah, yeah, and it, and just glancing over it, uh, I'm not up to scale on my Porsches. Um, but I don't think that's a Porsche, uh, or for close shark. to one for shark. Manta looks like an Aston Martin to me, just the front of it. And, um, with, with Piranha, there's, uh, there is one shot where it's got a, it's actually got a gun coming out of the side. Right. Uh, the, and the, it does look like, like the sidecar. Yeah. It looks like there are at least two wheels in the front of it. And then it, there's two larger wheels in the back, or at least you assume that. But yeah, there's a there's a huge gun that's uh, that's out of the sidecar. So you can tell there's a little bit of change there. Uh, we don't know if Shark is going to be uh, marine, you know, being able to go in the water uh, yet. Right. It's stuff something, like that that um, something to remember. Um, still waiting for. The art's probably not going to always be a hundred percent lining up between the books because um, it just happens in comic books. You've got the artist on Revolution is not the same as the artist on Mask, right? And you know they're right. it's comic books. They're paid for their style, but sometimes those styles mean one guy tends to put more, you know, his tweak this way, and one guy goes that way. So. The vehicles may be a little bit different when uh, Tony does it in November. I think yeah. Tony's style tends to be a little bit less like overwrought, uh, a little bit like cleaner. Mm-hmm. And so I'm expecting that when we see the Mask series start up, the vehicles may be slightly toned down. Uh, I still think they'll be modern. I don't think we're going to see 80s cars or anything, but I think they're going to be toned down a bit. Jason, do you want to talk about your um, your little uh, annoyance with the, the the headshots at the beginning of the book? <laughs> yeah, and uh, again, like you said, I mean, these are different writers than Mask Revolution and the Mask series. It's not Brandon. This is... Uh, Bun Barber Osio, I want to say his name is, and Cheng. These are the four people that are on the cover. Oh, those are not the writers. Um, The writers writers are John Barber and Cullen Bun, but Fico Osio is the artist. Right. Well, the first two names are Bun and Barber. Right. Yeah, those are the writers. So, in other words, there's another team on this. Right. And the, the annoyance is for somebody who knows the series and have had, have at least read the first, you know, the, the one shot, you see Gloria's picture for with Vanessa's name underneath, like in Revolution 2. 
And yeah. I believe in Revolution 1, they screwed up. Well, they put Bruno Shepard underneath uh, Rax as well. That's it. That's a number three. They've got Bruno Shepard listed under. Um, they, in, in Revolution. No, number two. I'm sorry, number two, they've got yeah. Bruno Shepard wrong. They've got um, Revolution 3, they got Sly Rax right, but they still have Glorious Picture for Vanessa. <laughs> um, I will tell you that that part of the book is probably not even done by the writers. Right. And so it's probably somebody moving an image around right before they're ready to go to press, and oh, we forgot to you know get their names correct. Yeah, and probably nobody is going to be too confused by it that are just coming into the series or, or just getting to know Mask. It's just those of us that it's like an annoyance to me. You can't even get the people right, and you're trying right. to introduce them. You know? Yeah, so it's it is frustrating. Um, that they didn't pay a little more detail to that. And that's just the I, world of comics. I know. I wish I, I, wish I, I had a better answer for you than that, but <laughs> so that's, you know, it's a negative thing for, like I said, for somebody like me and you guys who know the series and obviously know the characters yeah. that it's wrong, but Somebody else that's coming in, they're probably just getting to that first page where there's actual <laughs> stuff going on and don't even pay any attention to that detail. Right. You know. How do you guys feel about the revolution um, storyline in general? The, the, and again, we kind of said that this is going to be a, a spoiler-included story, but basically it seems that uh, Earth is kind of at war with the Transformers, but it's all because of uh, the background uh, problems caused by some things called the Wraiths, which I guess are shapeshifters, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. There's, what do you guys think I'll, about it? This, I was able to follow the story pretty well. Uh, you know, Action Man and G.I. Joe, that worked well together, seemingly. And I like that there was a history there between, what was it, uh, Mainframe or one of the, the G.I. Joe characters that knew Action Man. And, and so that was pretty well integrated there. And then, you know, it's different having, well, at first it's different having Autobots and Decepticons on the same side. Because this is like years after, you know, Megatron's war and Soundwave is right there alongside Optimus. So that's weird. Yeah, and I guess that happened in a story that uh, came before. Yeah. And then, obviously, uh, well, it's it. GI Joe and, and Transformers have squared off before, going all the way back to the '80s. I have a uh, a four issue series of GI Joe versus Transformers that's I don't know, probably around '85 or '86. So there's right. a history there, but it's still kind of weird seeing them duke it out. You know, it's uh, good guys versus good guys sort of a thing. And there's different motivations there. And they've, I think they've pretty much made that relatively clear. Uh, and for those who know Rom, you know, I only got the, uh, the free issue on free comic book day, which I thought was pretty well done. Uh, and if you know a little bit about Rom and the Wraiths, you know why he's in there shooting and killing G.I. Joes. <laughs> you can kind of assume at least uh, that these aren't the people that are actually there. 
uh, and it's these race that are have infiltrated GI Joe essentially, and uh, Rom's trying to kill him off. But there's some confusion there because obviously you see <laughs> you see GI Joes die, and they're of course they're going to want to avenge them, you know. Um, so there's that whole there's there's several different stories, and I haven't read number three yet where they introduce Micronauts, and there's this whole other uh looks like some quest to kind of save their world right that's, uh parallel to what's happening with this purple uh order of 13 or whatever they're calling it the substance that's uh which is energon or yeah sort of i think they can convert it into energon is what they say but anyway so there's there seems to be several it, it's almost like uh you've got several parallel lines that are going forward and every once in a while there'll be a curve where a couple of them will meet and then come back out, you know, to be parallel again. At least that's, mm-hmm. that's been my feeling so far through about two and a quarter issues of revolution that I'll give Wyatt the four. What has your impressions been of the first two that you've read? Well, I'm actually kind of impressed with the story, like like you, Jason. You actually said most of what. Uh, I guess I'm trying to figure out, uh, like you, it looks like it's a war between the Transformers and Earth. Uh, mm-hmm. What I, what I've liked, I guess, overall, is actually they'd start getting into at least Mask seems to. Uh, that the Transformers have, uh, they're actually not just straight out robots. They're, they're actually a, a life form. Uh, right. So you kind of get the humanity kicking in, and then that's where you see the deviousness coming out from Miles. So I like that spin that's going on, and I can't help but in the reach back and, uh, to the 80s movie Transformers uh, where you see Optimus transformed into his truck. A very nice cab over truck. And he says, that's a question you should ask yourself, which was an actual line from the 80s movie. So it was, it's nice to see that. But uh, back to the overall story, it's, uh, I'm still trying to figure out exactly where they're going to go with this. Uh, it seems like, like I said, and even you've hinted that, that it's a war between Earth and Transformers. And it seems like they're all just looking for this uh, Order 13 and yeah. Energon, essentially. And I, I just like to see what's, like you and the, and the rest of the readers, what's going on? Where is this going to go? How are they going to really integrate everything? Is it going to be Mask teaming up with Transformers, and then it's Decepticons versus whomever, or what's yeah, what's the correlation going to work out? Well, one quick thing, and I'll let Eric uh, talk about his impressions so far too. But it's all about uh, perspective, and what I really took out of Revolution is yes, there's this problem at this uh, or thirteen. Uh, and from the surface, Mayhem wants to 
look like he's doing the right thing, but he has, again, he's, he's planning something to use that kind of technology and the transformers technology to use for his purposes, you know? So that's even involved in the story. So there's several different, you can see the motivations from each side, I guess is what, um, what I'm seeing so far, but go ahead, Eric. Um, I'm jaded. I don't really generally enjoy large crossover events. So I'll just throw that right out there. That being said, this is, uh, this one isn't too bad. It's, um, I, I guess at this, you know, going into it, my biggest fear was just that it would feel so clunky trying to integrate all of the different franchises together. And, it hasn't really felt that way. I've been pretty happy with everything that's been going on. Um, it's very light on the, the sort of subtle moments, which I wish it had more of, but that's what the main series are for. Um, right. Obviously, there's just so many different things, books going on, um, getting or getting mixed together between... Action Man, ROM, Micronauts, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Mask. That's just a lot of properties to try to give screen time to. And, you know, it's okay. Uh, it's fun. I'm definitely... I don't mind it, and I'm happy for every ma every moment of Mask we get. But to me, I think the, the Mask standalone series is going to just be leaps and yeah. bounds ahead of what Revolution is. Um some people are really into those big crossover stories. They love seeing everybody come together, and uh, uh, I liked him. On. Yeah, I liked him. I, I liked him a bit when I was younger. Uh, I, I, you know, I've said this before. I worked in a comic book store for a number of years, and I realized that for the most part, the main reason to do these big events is because it drives sales up. Because you get people who buy books they wouldn't normally go buy because they're about a character they don't care about, but, but the, because it references a story for a character they do care about. And that's kind of what was happening with Action Man for me. I was like, I don't really care about Action Man that much. It's kind of interesting, and it'll tell me more about what's going on with Mask. Um, so it is a ploy to, to an extent, yeah. even more than having a, a cover that doesn't describe the art does. But, <laughs> I, you know, I, I think it's okay. Uh, I'm, really, I'm really excited for for the mask series though. And I think that that's going to be, uh, well, I'm I just so driven to see that. Yeah. And, and that's exactly where I'm at with the book too. Again, I enjoy revolution. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm having fun with it, but I think I mentioned even recently, um, it, it does feel like mask is almost handcuffed in what what they can do or what they can bring to the table when we want so much more. We want more agents. We want more vehicles, even though we've gotten a lot in Revolution 2. Mask is still kind of handcuffed to this Revolution timeline. And it's, that's really right. not a... It's not a negative thing. But for a fan like us, it just pushes us more towards November when we're going to get the solo series and we're going to get to explore a whole lot more uh, then. 
than we are now. It's it's almost just like a taste. We're getting a taste of mask. We're getting a taste of you know their capabilities, the new characters. It's it's kind of a warm up, and then now for us, it's going to be all right. As soon as Revolution is done, <laughs> number five, which I think is either end of October or beginning November, we're right into the Mask series. And obviously that's an intention uh, of releasing a new series like that because Micronauts and Action Man and Brom, they've already released several issues. So here comes Mask, and I believe there's they're doing another G.I. Joe series, or at least the G.I. Joe one-off is going to be, I think, released later. Anyway... I'm I'm in agreement with you as far as it's good. I'm liking what I'm seeing with the with the integration, but there's a limit there, and we'll get more hopefully um, in November. Yeah, so. and uh, you know, revolution will end. Let's let's all be aware that revolution is not going to go forever. And right. my hope is that mask well, <laughs> comes out of it. There but. is, there is that they're calling it, I, th- I believe revolutionaries, uh, a series that's going to start when revolution ends. And it looks like it's going to be some kind of integrated team. That's going right. to keep some part of the story going. Uh, I've, I've seen an image. It does look like Thunderhawk is on the cover, but I didn't see any agents. So I'm not sure if Mask or maybe one or two of the agents or something is going to be included in that. But we've also seen Vanessa and Sly on, I believe it's an Action Man cover. So Yeah, but again, the covers don't mean anything. <laughs> well, that's, that's it's true. Um, I just don't want you to think that that's going to... Well, for me, and this is just me, I'm guessing probably... You guys will agree. I'm waiting for the Mask Solo series. I might glance at some of these other properties if they're including some of the Mask characters that I might enjoy. But uh, again, I'm I'm gonna be buying physical copies of the, of the Mask series. I'm just downloading Revolution, so there's a difference there. I still think with you oh, okay, know, so you're just buying the digital copies for Revolution, right. yeah. Gotcha. I was not aware. That's kind of my attitude. I I want to have mask in my hand and read it, uh, you know, flip through it, not virtually. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's just no. my attitude towards revolution. In that, I'll, I'll read it. I'll I'll keep it on my uh, my Google Play Drive. But <laughs> I want the physical copies of mask to flip through and and to keep in my physical collection. You know. That sort of a thing. That makes anyway. a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I just hope that the 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 regular mask series gets enough uh, love and attention out of the uh, out of revolution that it can mm-hmm. go for a while. And you know, I, I know it's supposed to be ongoing, which means it doesn't have an end. I think it's probably likely that it will have an end. I don't think I don't expect it to continue for fifty years like yeah. Spider Man. But uh, you know, I'd love to see. A couple of years or a few years of good storytelling with Brandon or whomever he might pass it on to, um, just to give us some great new mm-hmm. mask stories. And um, you know, the nice thing is 
when it's outside of revolution, he's less constrained with what he can do or with whatever right. any writer that takes over it. Cause like you said, exactly. Jason, he's, he's trapped on the, the revolution timeline right right now. He, uh, he can do the pre, he did the prelude because it happens before revolution, but until revolution kind of plays out, however it's going to go, he can't get too crazy in the main mask series. Yeah. Or else it just yeah. won't, they won't line up. They won't overlap correctly. So, um, okay. I'm actually kind of looking forward as much as I'm looking forward to issue one, I'm really looking forward to mask post revolution, I guess. Agreed. So. Yeah. And I think all of us want, uh, more of whatever we can get, whether it's, you know, keeping what Brandon has in mind going for a couple years or bringing some other, uh, iteration of mask uh, alongside it would be fun too. Um, but you know, the cinematic universe, we want to touch on that just for a minute. Um, did you guys see the, the story that was up on wall street journal? Are you talking about the announcement of the, the writing staff? It's not the, no, uh, it just hit. Um, I did a little blog post, this was just last week or maybe the beginning of this week that they, uh, it was basically an update from the, the writer's panel. Um, you know, we had talked about that. They'd been announced back in April and that's when they were having their first meeting. Hadn't heard from them in four or five months. And the wall street journal did an interview with them. And, uh, Avika Goldsman, who is the, the kind of head of the writer's room for both. He was the one that did, you know, for the Transformers and came up with all these new Transformers movies. Um, and then they brought all these other writers in from, you know, some of the Marvel universe and such. Mm-hmm. And uh, made mention of Mask a couple times in the article and the direct quote and uh, whoever was doing the interview or story had made uh, a quote about how they were going to develop mask in the cinematic universe. And it essentially came back to essentially came back to that comic book in 2011. That was like unit E and there was only at the convention, right? Right. And they Goldsman talked about uh, it being said in Detroit and it's going to be this young, diversified team. Uh, and they discover some kind of magical property to develop the masks and vehicles, essentially. Right. Um, and I was like, what? <laughs> that was that idea that we all were kind of like, eh. Huh? Yeah. See, now... To me, it just seemed like, okay, there's somebody at Hasbro that has this concept, somebody up high in the food chain that mm-hmm. tried to tried to convey that in that little comic book there on it was like a, a spread, like two-page spread. Right. Um, that's still valid. It's still something they want to do and develop. And, you know, nothing out of... It didn't seem like much out of what we're going for in the, in this comic book. 
Um, but the only thing I could pull out of that was like, okay, so you've got in the cinematic universe, you've got visionaries, which is magical, a magical property. So maybe that's why they're having to play out that angle to introduce visionaries into the world. And maybe they're handcuffed to that. But I, I don't know. I thought it was interesting that that little nugget came out of this interview uh, with, with one of those, you know, with one of the higher up guys in the writing room. Right. Uh, they would kind of revert back to something that we've already, already kind of seen, you know? Um, yeah, sometimes those people I don't know. given old information. I think that could be part of it too. But not if they're given, I don't know. It just seems like they were turning over the reins to Goldsman who has come through them, come through for them before with, uh, I mean, he, he in his writing room was responsible for the new Transformers movie that's coming out now, the Bumblebee solo movie, and then there's going to be another one right behind that that they haven't, they've only announced the release date in like 2019 or whatever. So to me, it was like, okay, here, we're getting all these great writers together. You have at least the reins for now to come up with all these concepts and stuff. And then we'll go back and pick and choose what we like, but it, I don't know. It just seemed like there was an old idea that wouldn't have came from a fresh uh, writer's room. Right. I see what they're you're going saying. for. And the other, the other thing in the back of my mind too is uh, especially with this announcement of Hasbro's own convention. I don't know if either of you had seen that too. Uh, Hascon. Yeah. Not a good name. <laughs> it's coming out uh, next year, but you know Hasbro's a toy company. Hasbro makes toys. They want to develop these ideas, movies, these movies, and you know, animated series, whatever. They're all geared towards so we can make toys. At least in my opinion. Obviously, the, they you want think. the movies and stuff to make money. But the question is now, okay. If and when we ever see mask toys again, mm-hmm. is it just going to be one or two here at Hascon that are convention exclusives that they're going to be like 50 of total ever made that might be a throwback or might be a, uh, a mask character on one of their little action figure toy line guys, you know, or, you know, where, where would a new toy line come from? Would it would it likely come after or you know right before a mask movie? Is I think released? it has to be with a movie. I don't. We're not going to so. see a toy line out of a comic book. It just isn't going to happen. Um, no. I don't think we're going to see the original toys only because I don't think that they have the. I don't think they have the original molds anymore. I think those are all sadly gone because, as we all know mask was Kenner and then it was owned by Tonka and it's just it's moved too much uh, well, to, be, to be honest I don't know if I want old the same stuff that we already have you know uh, I, there's obviously some vehicles like shark that we'd all love to see because we never added. had them. <laughs> <laughs> right right exactly so <laughs> I would like to see something like that but I don't want to see another a whole series one toy line released. I, I'd, I'd rather have some new stuff, whether it's based on the classic series or something new. 
I, I think we all want new stuff, right? Um, yeah. You know, I would be <laughs> I just like totally crazy. I, I wouldn't I don't want to see necessarily a re-release of the old stuff, but it would be cool to see them re-release like not but to do a new release of the old style Thunderhawk and Switchblade yeah. and stop right there. So just give me those two and then be done with the with the retro and then yeah, I want to see new stuff, but I don't think we're ever going to see a toy line without a movie or a TV show. I just, uh, I don't think it's ever going to come from a comic book. Not so, even a couple. I don't think so. It's it's really unlikely, in my opinion. What do you think, Wyatt? I know I'm off on a buddy trail, but uh... <laughs> we are. We're on a. Well, I'll have to defer the to here. the. I'll have to defer to the comic book expert. I don't think. <laughs> uh, I honestly don't think we're going to see any anything come out of comic books, um, but you know, I guess there's always a chance of anything happening, especially if you do a GoFundMe or something. Yeah. But uh, I, I, don't I, know. I would lean towards uh, if if a show or a movie surfaces, then we will probably see something come out with it. I'm I'm getting more and more of the impression just from hearing that story about the writer's room and then I'd love for Brandon to come on the show and talk a little bit more about him but it it seems like there are some absolutes that Hasbro is passing along to these creative people um, that they are essentially having to work with and come up with some original stories based on those absolutes. That makes sense, though, I mean given, uh, given that they've got that huge cinematic universe they're crafting. Right. Um, but even, I don't know, it just seems like trying to adapt something from a comic book five years ago that nobody bought... Uh, I don't know. There's just something missing there to me. And it just seems like these guys aren't, at least maybe with some of these other properties that aren't uh, so popular that everybody knows, you know, Optimus and everybody knows GI Joe and these other smaller properties now that they're trying to integrate into a universe. It's like, okay, you're going to have to stay within this because we think this will work with the kids. You know what I mean? And I'm sure and, there's a lot of that for the for the movie development and not as much with the with the comics. I don't know. It just seemed it just kind of sucks to me. And again, we don't want to see something that we have you know, it's just mask and name only. We don't want to see that. But at the same time, you don't want to handcuff that creative person either from going down a trail or, or adding something in that might improve uh, in this kind of modern age, you know, but I don't know. I'm, I'm just totally spitballing on this and uh, (laughs) speculating. You're just generating conversation. That's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, it's interesting to me and I, you know, I'm eager to, to get that, uh, 
announcement of a mask movie uh and, and and the other movies in the universe and see what yeah how, see i don't think we're gonna, gonna see those movies out. for a long time though well from I'm what sorry, we're not gonna see a mask movie for a long time <laughs> well from what that uh i believe it was the hasbro ceo that mentioned in that recent article that it's like a five-year essentially a five-year plan Right. From start the f- to uh, uh, getting to the point where they're finally releasing the plan and what they're trying to get a- as the result. So take that for what it's worth. It's going to be, you know, f- at least probably five years from now before we get a mask movie, if not more, which kind of sucks. But it's not to say that they can't. Oh, yeah, they could make it fast forwarded if they just bought our script. They- we'd be done. <laughs> Well, it's not to say that they won't sneak Matt Tracker into a you know GI Joe three like we've heard rumors about, or one of the other characters into you know a, a movie to introduce Mask. Maybe it's a you know the uh, the after credits scene <laughs> for GI Joe three or something. You know, uh, but it could happen. Yeah. So it, we could get something maybe a little bit earlier than that, but anyway, uh, I guess putting that to bed. <laughs> what um, I mean, I mean, what do you guys think about how? Uh, well, I don't, maybe I don't want to go there. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I feel like. This is just from me and from our social media accounts, our blog uh, interaction with that. Um, I feel like it's been received well so far. It's still early, um, and there's again some people that just they want the classic mask, and that's all they're gonna be satisfied with. And I, again, I don't have a problem with that. But as far as from what, um. I've personally seen and when I'm throwing up these variant covers and they're getting, you know, a hundred likes and a, a couple commenters, maybe like, you know, what is this crap? It just, that's, you know, it's overwhelming that people are excited that mask is back and mask. If we really want it to come back, it's got to start somewhere. Right. You know, and I feel like so far, you know, we've, Again, we've got an an issue and a uh, part of an issue and a small <laughs> part of an issue so far. We haven't got that full series yet that we're all anxious to see, but I don't know. Right. I feel like it's been well enough received to And I think you know, the sales have all been uh, pretty good too. Which, yeah. you know, we can say what we want, but sales are really important and uh yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. yes. Uh, you know the the companies uh, they're out to make their money, which you know it's okay. I understand it. It's uh, it's a sad fact of life. Yeah. That they can't keep making a comic if it doesn't sell, and so right. I, I'm glad to what, hear that what, mask is selling decently. Yes, and the other thing I want to mention too is, and I don't know if a lot of people uh, have noticed this. I mean, there's only I don't know you know how many people have liked our pages collectively. Or whatever, and some people might have, you know, some people might have 
liked your page and not ours yet. That sort of scenario. Of overlap, but, but for the most part, it just really seems like Brandon and Tony and Tommy uh, and to a certain extent, uh, like uh, Fico Asio, I think his name is. Yes, uh, that's been doing the revolution, some of the revolution cover in art. They've made an effort to get plugged in. Oh, yeah. And I see them on several different pages. Uh, I see them in the PNA group and some of the other Facebook groups. I see them on Twitter. Uh, when something like a cover or announcement or something, they're tagging us in it uh, on, on both in both Facebook and Twitter. That says a lot to me, and they they want to they want to hear people's opinion. They want to be plugged in. They want to see how they can improve. They want to see what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. And for somebody you know like uh, us who are really plugged into the community uh, of mask fans, to see them there and interacting is really cool. And yeah. I think it means something. It means something that some uh, people that have been critical up to this point seen, um, and I think they need to know about that. They're really, they're really trying to get an overall glimpse of of what people are feeling about this. And our our community's small too. Again, so uh, I think yep. a lot of them have tried to join groups and pages and stuff to get a glimpse of every little part of the community that they can, because we don't have one big, huge website somewhere with message boards that go on forever. Um, although, of course, <laughs> Bill did at one point. He had a uh, a larger message board online, which is now a he Facebook did. group. He, but, locked, he locked it down. It's available as an archive. I, I know he was just having tons of problems, unfortunately, with yeah. um, spam. People right. were going on and posting ads for nothing you know, just come yeah ads yeah. for used cars and stuff like yeah i don't know but anyway so. i just wanted to personally applaud and make known that from what i've seen in my unique perspective here the the creators of the comic book have really tried to plug into the fan community and not just for reception but also to take suggestions and interact and it's really cool it's really cool i don't think you see that a lot i don't know i'm not on a you know a transformer site or gi joe site or anything like that or he-man you know there's there's several of those out there and, and message boards and such i don't know how much the creators go in and interact with the fans but probably not for transformers a whole lot <laughs> <laughs> well from a from a you know 30 year old franchise who uh, you know, has fans in the thousands rather than the millions. It's just neat that they're they're coming in from the down to the the ground level, and uh, they're they're pounding the ground, you know, so to speak. Yeah. To uh, to really interact, I think that's really cool. Oh, I love it, and and that also I think speaks to what I was saying about how you can tell that there is a um, respect for the source. There. Yeah. They're doing their homework, and they're making choices. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. If you guys want to throw some final thoughts out there? I feel like we've uh, hit a lot of the topics that I 
I would yeah. want to. I hope so. And I, you know, again, I wasn't trying to, uh, I wanted to get some other perspective rather than ours because I knew, I thought for the most part, at least that uh, we enjoyed what we've seen so far. And there's little things here and there that have uh, hit a button from a 1985 perspective, but uh, I didn't, I didn't really go out and collect a whole lot of other uh, critical comments to throw out there and just to talk about, but you know, for the purposes of, uh, of this show and, and, and all that, I thought we at least hit a few of the, the hot buttons and, um, you know, I'm, I'm eager to essentially get to that mask number one in November. Uh, yes. Pointed towards that. So, yeah, I think that that's, uh, I think that's where we're all at at this point, right? We're just, really looking for that yep next that next step right right yeah next step in the comeback so so you know i I, i'd love to jump back in here with you guys after we've got uh issue one on our on our hands and really can see what they're doing with masks because so far we, we we have we've got some groundwork but we don't have we don't have the future yet Right, and we don't know the extent of how far they're going to go, either. Mm-hmm. So you know, are they going to? How how deep are they going to go into each character? How deep are they going to go into Everything. even the origin that they've set up? Right, yeah. right. And I'm excited. Really I'm excited to that. to get to live through that, if you will. Like I want to see where they take it. So yeah, should be pretty exciting. Wyatt. Well, you've already said everything that I'm thinking. So. <laughs> but I'm just—I'm equally excited. I'd like to see what's going on with everything. Um, uh, I'd like to echo, like like Jason said, that the community is there. Uh, the artists are looking at us uh, for research. It's a great time for uh, the the mask fan, especially to see it on the research, uh, to see mask come back out. So yeah, I'm just. Waiting for the next next uh, revolution, and I'm I'm like you. I want to see where the real mask number one, and when that actually uh, takes hold. Yeah, I don't think we've got a an exact date yet. We know it's November. We know it's probably going to be after number five is done in Revolution. So I'm mid late. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, maybe around my birthday would be awesome. All right, I got one last question that we can end this on. So we've seen seven characters, three Venom agents, and four Mask agents uh, so far. Of the people who are, you know, excluding those who are there so far, is there anybody that you'd really like to see show up in the book? And we don't need reasons. Let's just... Well... Who do you want to see? Actually, we've gotten four because we've got Bruno. Right. Oh, you know what? I wasn't including Miles as one of them. You're. Uh, wait, no. We've got Miles, Vanessa, and Sly. Right. We well, we got Bruno and Bruno. a little bit. So yeah, little, four and four. You're right. A little bit okay. in the uh, the origin one. I don't know. I'd you know again, my favorite uh, toy 
was Hurricane. So I don't know. It'd be like you to see. Uh, I want Hondo. Yeah. Okay. Give me some. Give me some muscle on the mass team. You know, we've got these. It it seemed like it was really kind of technical group mm-hmm. in the. Uh, and I can't remember all the descriptions that they went through, the quick little descriptions of each character and what their specialty was. But, you know, Gloria, Julio, Brad, Matt, they're all kind of skinny teenagers. <laughs> Give me some muscle, you know, to uh, to throw at Venom. Give me Hondo. That makes sense. How about you, Wyatt? Who would you like to see pop out and join the ranks? I it's a technician. I won't call him a father figure, but he's kind of more the the mentor. It seems, at least in the series. So I'm kind of seeing what he would do if he'd be the mad scientist, uh, or he'd be the uh, whatever character they decide to kind of make him. All right. Yeah. I. I you know. Again, there seems to be. Well, at least with Miles, there's some age there. There's some experience there. I wonder if they're going to introduce any any other agents that are a little bit older on the mask side, or if they're just going to go straight, you know, twenty something agents. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting I'd to, like see. to see. I'd like to see Buddy Hawks because uh, he was always supposed to have these uh, underworld contacts and stuff in the show. But because it was a little kid show, I don't think they were able to really do much with that. And right. since this, this whole setting is much more adult, um, I think we could see some cool moments from him. He was always a little different than the rest of the team. Everyone else was, I don't know. There was always something about Buddy Hawks that I'm like, he's got to have done something bad somewhere along the line to know all these people, right? <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I'd like to see. I'd like to see him, and then see some of that stuff happen. So, cool, cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about the. I don't know about the Venom side. Uh, you know, you think of Nash Gory. He was kind of a pipsqueak. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you really want him back. Um, you know, who else is there? Is 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 Mayhem's brother going to make an appearance? You know, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, uh, uh, may, may, maybe, I hope yeah, not. maybe he comes back and he's uh, he joins the mask team. Uh, I guess anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm just spitballing again. But yeah, well, let's uh, let's do this again once we've got issue one in our hands next month. Yes, I I I definitely want to. And maybe we'll get uh we'll get Bill to join us. I'm not sure what happened tonight. We were hoping to have him just for a fourth opinion, but I did want to make mention too. I I think I might have at the top of the show, but uh, go over to uh, his site. He's got his little review of the comic, and of course, Eric said before, he's got his review of the mask one shot. And you got reviews of Revolution too on your site. Um- not not full reviews there uh you know i touched on uh a couple of things from the mask perspective uh gotcha. I, if i were to if i was going to go down the whole revolution rabbit hole i, I think i would just lose my mind <laughs> but i did want to address a couple of things that i saw that i thought mask fans would be 
interesting. Yeah, and you did. You have shared some pictures too of all the covers that you got featuring the characters and such. I've so, been buying any of the covers that have uh, mask featured cool. at least on some degree. So um, issue two, I bought a lot of covers. Issue three, I only bought a couple. So uh, if uh, if IDW uh, wants me to buy more, they need to up their mask uh, saturation. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to vent really quick because I was so off this week. I decided, okay, I'm going to buy, I want to buy a variant cover for Revolution 3. I wanted to get the one that looks like it's a Matt Tracker and a couple Micronauts, and they look like action figures hanging on a peg in a store, you know. That was a really cool cover. I was like, okay, I'm going to get this one. I'm going to buy a physical copy. Like this one? Right. <laughs> so, I pre-ordered it um, through a... Uh, company that I used before unfortunately the pictures were incorrect on their website no no they <laughs> so, sent I the wrong a, one. so I got a ROM variant for my number three ah. uh, so I'm gonna have to hit the uh, <laughs> I don't know how much how many of the variants they sell in stores but I'm gonna go check out the comic shops for um, well actually years. I think you're in luck because uh I think that that Matt Tracker action figure is the normal cover. I don't think that one's expensive. No, it's a variant. Really? Oh. Yeah, it's oh, like variant okay. D or something. They got C and D mixed up in Revolution Number Three on this website, and oh, weird. Anyway, I emailed them and told them their website was wrong. So hopefully, people will uh, not make the same mistake I did. But uh, anyway. You know, they've already reduced prices on <laughs> a lot of these. I don't know about the uh, the physical copies, but, you know, you go over to Amazon, uh, a lot of these are already a dollar. I think Mask Revolution is a dollar, the digital copy. So, yeah, uh, take that for what it's worth. It'll, you know, prices will come down a little bit. <laughs> in a little yeah, bit. They always it's, will. It's hard to, once you get invested in a series, to to wait, but... Uh, anyway, uh, I had to had to vent a little bit there that I wanted <laughs> that cover and I didn't get it. Ah. Well, so all right. Well, uh, we do appreciate you coming on, Eric. And uh, my pleasure. We will we'll get you back on when that other book comes out, and we can uh, dive into the the solo series. So I'm still crossing my fingers that we might get Brandon and or Tony on the show to, to chat a little bit. And uh, if they do come on, if we do work something out, I'll be sure to uh, let uh, at least our uh, email crowd know that we're going to do that. Maybe we'll have you send in some questions to, uh, to ask them. Cause I always like to take an opportunity. If we got a, a chance to interview somebody for everybody to also participate in that, whether indirectly through questions or, you know, something like that. But anyway, we appreciate you, man. It's always good to talk my to you. My pleasure. My pleasure. I uh, always happy to talk about masks, <laughs> as you know. Yeah. Wyatt, are you still awake? <laughs> I feel like I'm we still always here. Yeah, uh, you usually do. But actually, you know how we had our our inter- internet problems with you guys. Mine started acting up. So I heard like the last. Oh, I don't know the last half hour or so I've, I've heard you guys cut in and out 
Oh boy, that yeah. probably does make it difficult to. But you guys keep going, so that's why I think it's my my problem, not yours. Yeah, I've been hearing <laughs> I've been hearing y'all steady and clear for since we got going. But well, I've been happy to be on here and can't wait to come back. Awesome, it's been a pleasure. Always. All right, well, uh, I guess we'll uh, let you take it home there, Wyatt. All righty. Well, I want to thank everybody for uh, listening to us. And thank you, Eric, once again for you know, dialing in from all the way from California to uh, talk mask, even though that's like one of your top five things to do in the world. <laughs> I want to thank uh, my buddy Jason for also... Uh, working through our host of problems with our internet to finally get to getting this accomplished. And, uh, yeah, this has been fun. I enjoy this, uh, even though I'm not the comic book guy, but it's actually awesome. Uh, so, uh, please join us again for another episode of Mass Cast Chat. <laughs> <laughs>